The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is your host, Muriel Felous, and I hope you had a magnificent week since we met last time with the last episode. Today, I want to talk about EFT and the law of attraction. What, where do they connect? How and why EFT is so powerful to use when you're working on, like, with the law of attraction to become a better parent, to attract better realities and better relationships with your teen and in life in in general. Um, That's what we're going to cover today is actually a sample of the program that I'm preparing that uh, is about, I think I'm going to call it the seven levels of empowered parenting. And what we're going to cover today has a lot to do. This, these levels are also correlating with the chakras, with energy. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, of course, rebalancing and identifying what is blocking the chakras and about the law of attraction, all that. And today we're going to talk about safety, which correlates, resonates with our root chakra, the first one. This is kind of a a little sample of what we're going to do in that program. And I also want to remind you, by the way, that I am putting together, I'm almost done now, putting together a seven-day challenge for a five-minute-a-day practice that will also resonate with each one of the chakras. I've recorded so far up to the heart chakra. I think I'm going to re-record that because I was inspired today. My meditations for the past few days have been immensely powerful, and what I put on paper is a little bit different than the direction that uh, for whatever I downloaded or from the field or received in my meditation about the heart chakra. So I'm going to redo this one and then I'll have the throat and the third eye and the crown. So I should be done. I'm not going to give you a date because I'm not sure. Um, I'm working very much with inspiration here trusting spirit, trusting the field, really putting myself in their hands. And that's, um, that's a commitment that I have for myself this year 
to trust even more and to really somehow relinquish a lot of control because I have a tendency to want to control a lot, if not everything. Not everything anymore since I went through what I went through with my teens, but I still find myself defaulting to trying to control. So that, my, that is my commitment to relinquish and to listen to inspirations and downloads and guidance from my guides, from the universe, from angels, my ancestors, and everyone in my, as I, as I call it, my invisible tribe. My kids were always making fun of me, and they still are uh, when I talk about that, but this is a tribe, uh, a team that is with me and that I feel has helped me so much throughout my life, at least since I became aware of it and started recognizing the, the gifts, the guidance, and paying attention to that. So if you want to be part of that challenge, uh, join my uh, mailing list. Uh, I have a link on my, on my website where you can stay in the loop about that seven days five minute tapping a day challenge and you'll receive it as you'll receive the access as part of the people on my mailing list and and then we'll do that together okay so let's take a breath and even center ourselves because i've been speaking pretty fast and let go Okay, so if you're not familiar with EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, also known as tapping, it is considered an energy psychology technique that combines ancient wisdom because we're using the meridians that they have been using in acupuncture for over two thousand years and I think I've read because I'm getting certified to become a clinical EFT practitioner in the material that I'm studying I've, re I've read that they even found um, traces uh, facts that people somehow had had a notion of those meridians back five thousand years ago so this is on one side, we are using the energy or nervous meridians in the body. And on the other side, we are using elements from cognitive therapy and exposure therapy. And those two combined help us change our brain. It has now, there are studies that EFT has the potential to rewire the brain and even more importantly for what we're going to talk about today, it intercepts the stress response in your brain. And that then has to do with two major um, regions of the brain. The first one, so when you are we're talking about parenting here, but you can apply that to anything in your life. When you have a problem with your teen, like 
to go back to my story, when my teens started acting in self-destructive ways that were very, very dangerous and potentially could be uh, fatal, when you have this kind of problems, you will perceive it as a threat. Even if nothing happens in the moment, your stress center in your brain, your amygdala, is becoming active because your brain has detected a threat and the brain doesn't make a difference between reality, physical threat, like it's the survivor brain. When we were cavemen and cave women, and there was a predator running after us, it was a life and death situation, a life and death threat. Our brain identifies the kind of threats that I talked about, like that problem with our teen, as a survival threat, and it activates the amygdala, which results in a cascade of physiological reaction when that center is activated. And one of them, there are, there are many others, but one of them is a redirection of a portion of the brain that normally goes to your frontal cortex. The, the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain, the most recent one that has been, that is located just behind your forehead. Um, so a portion of the blood that normally goes there is redirected to your limbs. Um, you are getting ready physiologically to flight, fight, or freeze. That means to run away from the predator, fight with the predator if you cannot avoid it, or freeze to stay hidden from the predator. And that means that this part of your brain, this prefrontal cortex with role is, part of his role is to regulate your cognitive skills uh, to be able to make decisions, reasoning, planning, analyzing, um, uh, control your impulses so you don't, you don't, uh, you know, you like, um, you don't do what you feel like doing right away. Let's say something is not acceptable in society or you have an impulse control, which by the way, are teenagers, the prefrontal cortex is not yet finished and they don't have that impulse control. That's why they make so many impulse decisions and they sometimes end up in trouble, which was the case with my teenagers, considering the fact that they have their, it is hard for them to control their impulses and their brain seeks novelty and excitement. This is a very dangerous combo for their safety sometimes if they channel that, if they go with something that can be potentially dangerous, like exploring stuff at parties, for example. So when you don't have the regular blood flow in that prefrontal cortex, you are not at your best uh, resourcefulness level. You are not at your best to make decisions, to find solutions, to analyze and wouldn't it be great, wouldn't it be useful to be at your best when you have a problem with your teen or loved one, a loved one or a situation to be able to be resourceful enough to find a solution or at least see 
identify the next step to the solution. The other factor, the other side, the other area of the brain that is also playing against you in that case is that when you are practicing fear or stress or anxiety, the part of the brain that is like a matchmaker that brings coherence between your inner world and the outer, the outer world, the reticular activating system, this matchmaker, will go along with what is relevant and what you're entertaining, the, the most dominant thoughts and, and emotions and, and beliefs. So in that case, when you are such uh, in, in a state of being triggered so strongly with your teen that you think about that almost 24-7 like it was the case for me, but it may not be as drastic, but it occupies a lot of your thoughts, this reticular activating system acts almost like a lens that will show you close-ups, like if you were making a movie, there, is many, there are many things going around, uh, happening in the, the, the frame. Uh, a lot of things are happening, birds are singing, cars are passing, but your reticular activating system will zoom in on what resonates, what will bring coherence, with your inner stress, your inner fear, your inner anxiety, and what you can see in the world that proves and justifies to you that you're not crazy and that there are reasons to be stressed in the world. It, it will show you all the evidence, all the evidences, all the proofs, all the reasons why you need to continue stressing. And in that case, the solution could be in front of your nose, but you wouldn't see it. Back in time when I was coaching women on relationships and on love, I kept until they were able to change, which was the case for me because I used to be the queen of attracting uh, uh, crappy relationships, pardon my French. And until I was able to change, the, the, I was only seeing the men that would resonate with my codependency and my need to prove my value. The right man could be in front of your nose, you would not see him. It's the same thing with any problem that you have or your teenager's challenge that you're facing with them. The solution or what could lead you to the solution could be in front of your nose, you wouldn't be able to see it. You would be blind to it. And if you are interested, um, contact me, send me an email at askmuriel at gmail.com. I'll send you some videos to show you the blindness of the brain, which is actually, uh, they, had, they have some studies about that. And once you focus on something, you're blind to other things. So, same thing, if we're talking about the law of attraction, you could have synchronicities happening, you wouldn't see them. You wouldn't see the help from above which would stand in front of your face. You wouldn't be able to recognize it, identify it, and understand it. So that's why EFT works so well, because EFT tapping 
will intercept that stress response in your brain, that stress, it would dialogue with your amygdala. And you would be able, when you are like, let me give you a very concrete example. When I was waking up at night in anxiety attacks because I was imagining my kids dead on the floor because they took something at a party or they tried something or... And I would wake up literally in anxiety with my palpitations in my heart, which I still am, I'm still experiencing palpitations there with uh, um, my heart got unsynced. I don't know if that's a word, but that's another story. I'm working on that. But in such high level of stress that I would wake up in the middle of the night in all my body was in anxiety. And I could at that moment try to pick a thought that would bring me in another emo- to another emotional state, but the anxiety was too strong. It had a hold on my nervous system and I needed something like an intervention tool. And I used EFT over and over and over until I retrained my brain and I worked on other stuff too, which is what we're going to work in the seven levels programs, program. But in the urgency, in the anxiety attack, EFT will bring you back to a neutral state, a neutral emotional state. And then, because when you were in fear, the fear between the gap between fear and hope or fear and and love or fear and trust is too wide, especially when you're that much triggered. You need to go through the level of neutral. And from there, you'll be able to pick a thought then that will bring you to a higher emotional state and so on until you get to where you want to be. And... So I used to tap on feeling safe at this moment. At this moment, as far as I knew, nobody was dead. Nobody was in danger. And even when my kids were out of the house, sleeping somewhere else or going out with their friends, at this moment, no evidence that nobody was in danger. So I was calming myself down, going to neutral. And then I was able to pick a better thought like, the same way that I'm protected and I've been protected from dying from, from hepatitis B, for example, they are protected too. There is that trust in the universe, in life, that I needed to cultivate. So EFT will interrupt. It's a pattern interruption. And which brings me to pure law of attraction. And I'm sure... If you clicked on this episode, you have a notion, you've heard about the law of attraction, you, maybe you watched The Secret, maybe you've listened to people like Wayne Dyer, who was, the message was always, you don't attract, not so much in The Secret, but from Wayne Dyer and teachers like him, which the late Wayne Dyer is still my teacher today, I think he will still be my teacher until I die, and one thing he used to say was, you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. But if you're like me, if you have a mind that thinks in details, because 
that's the way I function and that's not random that I was an accountant, that I do accounting, I did accounting for so many years. Then you go down to the details. What does that mean, who I am? Who am I even? Have you ever asked yourself, who am I? I do that sometimes in meditations and I get to a piece of an answer, but to say who I am in general like that, that for me triggered confusion and sometimes fear. I was like, oh my God, what if I don't really know who I am and I don't really know what I'm attracting? So I went down a level and I considered who I am now. And that's always what, if you know also about the late uh, teacher Bob Proctor, who passed away this year, he used to teach about the relationship between the law of vibration and the law of attraction. And that's also what Abraham Hicks is talking about, the law of vibration. That's what I describe, what I teach in my world is the energy elevator, the fact that you can only attract people, things, situations, synchronicities at the floor at which you stop. And you stop at that floor, uh, what determines what floor you stop on is what emotion you are feeling. So, in a way, it's very simple. You stop at that floor, and you attract what is at that floor. And the higher the emotion, the higher the vibration, the higher, uh, the better what you attract with the law of attraction. So you just have, you just have to be aware in the moment, how do you feel? And that you can feel in your body even if you don't know what, what thought you're thinking about, you can feel in your body how you feel, how, what kind of emotion. If you can pinpoint, I notice that men are more challenged with putting a name of the emotion that they're feeling because they haven't been taught. Uh, in our society, men, it's changing now, but they've been taught, don't cry, don't feel, be a man. Like, stuff all that under. So they have a harder time connecting with their emotions and even some women so <clears throat> feel how you feel in the moment in your body <coughs> excuse me and then you'll know what floor you're vibrating and what you're attracting and if that's not what you want you can realign great except that we are all we are only conscious between three percent and five percent of the time So, what am I doing when I don't know that I'm doing it? That was my question. And and, uh, that's what led me to really investigate. Is it possible to retrain our brain and our unconscious uh, mind? to entertain better thoughts, have better beliefs, install better patterns, and you can do that. 
You absolutely, absolutely can do that. Look at the work, the work of whom I love too. I, I uh, use his material, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's talking a lot about, or, or also uh, Bruce Lipton, the biology of belief. They're talking about the fact that you can retrain your brain with emotion and repetition. And the stronger the emotion, the, the less repetition you need. That's why in a time of a trauma, it's so strong that you things will be imprinted in one time. When, it's, when the emotion is not as strong, you will need to repeat that over and over and over. And you can do that. The only, trick, uh, the only tricking part is if you have invested too much of your unconscious interest in a lower vibration emotion, like fear or anxiety, this won't work. And why would you do that? Why would you invest? Why would you unconsciously want to feel fear anxiety, or even I had people who lost a dear one. They wanted to unconsciously, of course, it's, don't fault yourself, please. Understand self-compassion, understand how we work. We, it's, we are not guilty here. And that's amazing that we know about it and we have the tools to change that. But if, if we're talking, let's come back to the problem with our teen. If you have, at some level, accepted the belief, and this has been taught to us by society so much, in the, even in the school system, if you have learned that over-analyzing something will somehow protect you because you will understand it clearly and deeply, that will play against you. It's great when you're doing math or when you're doing a subject at school, It's the opposite of what we need to do when we're talking about a problem and fear and anxiety and rehearsing and in a loop in our mind to try to look at it like a Rubik's Cube from every angle to find the unlocking combination. That will only strengthen your pathways of fear relating to that problem. It will, it will install and reinforce neural associations that do not serve you. And that illusion that over-analyzing equals protecting, equals at the body level feeling safe, even if all that is unconscious, will totally play against us. And to come back to my scenario, that's what I was doing at night. I was waking up in fear, trying to analyze how I could protect, you 20, uh, protect my kids 24-7. Considering the fact that I'm not God, that was impossible, I spiraled into depression. I spiraled into powerlessness, hopelessness, fear, and depression without realizing until I was down at the bottom and, and my daughter pointed out to me because she studied psychology that out of the list of I don't remember how many uh, signs of depression, I was checking I was marking check for almost all of them. Um, so you are not always aware of that. And in those cases, 
you will attract what you entertain unconsciously. So that means you will spot in the world everything that tells you, yes, you need to worry. You will behave in a way that will not be conductive to, a best, to the best relationship with your teen. I was on super high alert and I was only thinking, talking, pointing out things about the fact that they were doing whatever they were doing and that they were in danger and they would, being teenagers, that wasn't the way to go because they stopped, they shut me down in their mind when I was talking about that. And we had conflicts after conflicts and our relationship was affected, which is totally the opposite of what I would have, what would have served us in that case scenario, because I needed to have the connection with them. I needed to have the communication open so that I would know what's going on and I could have some kind of impact on them. So I was affecting the relationship, not finding a solution because I was in a stress alert at night all the time, trying to think from every angle until I started remembering what I coach my clients, which is, and what I do with clients is interruption, pattern interruption. So I started intervening on myself with EFT until you can get to a neutral state of right now, right here, I'm safe. Right now, right here, I'm safe. Right now, right here, I have what it takes. Right now, right here, I'm safe. Those two mantras, I have what it takes and I'm safe right now, were the life jackets that I needed to climb back up from depression. And then you can go. So EFT tapping is like a secret weapon to push another button on the energy elevator and on uh, whatever you can attract to go to a higher vibration and therefore attract higher vibration, people, things, situations, synchronicities. And I've seen miracles in my life. I've seen people coming to help at the right time. I've seen books that I needed to read at the right time. I've seen even my, my teenagers being more open because I was more relaxed. I was, I, we could have a relationship that wasn't only about that. We had, because there was that, like, you know, when you have a stone in your shoe and you walk, there are many things that are going well, but the stone in the shoe is so painful and so there in your face that it is the only thing you can think about. So once I was able to vibrate higher, I started connecting with a different vibration and therefore summoning. Because you know, we're like disco balls, I always say. So that facet was activated in me. That more relaxed, more joyful, higher vibration facet. So I could activate the same resonating facet in my teen. And things were going better. So I hope it helps. I hope it's clear to you. You can always send me questions at askmuriel at gmail.com. And, or if you need clarification, if you need me to cover something on, on a, 
future episode. And now what I would like to do um, to bring us to a, a higher vibration right now is to propose to you an EFT session on a thing that was one thing that was my personal resistance to when I realized all that, when I realized that we attract who we are in the moment and who we are in the moment if we have stuck uh, unconscious gain behind the scene will be keeping us emoting, vibrating at a lower vibration. So I had two questions in mind, in mind and they were, oh my God, what if I don't know I'm not, or I'm not aware that I'm stopping at the wrong floor, that I'm vibrating lower? And like, what if I'm not aware that unconsciously I'm entertaining and projecting and creating with negative thoughts, negative beliefs. And because I'm not aware all the time, and sometimes it's not that easy to spot, etc. And the second question, because I have training in finance and accounting, and I'm very much into the tiny details and I like to tackle a report until the end because I can identify the variance and why and explain it. My question was, what if I cannot get clarity about the source of my fear? What if I can get to that initial thought of fear? What if I'm not able to identify And what if I fail at shifting it? So literally, I had a fear about the fear. That was like two levels down in vibration. So what I want to do now is tap on, on those two questions or those two aspects. So that if that's the case for you as well, you can... Let that go, let the fear go about that, because the truth is, even if you can pinpoint a fear, even if you don't know you have that fear or what's going on in the back, in your unconscious mind, your body is a dialogue box. You have access to your unconscious through your body, through knowing how you feel in the moment, through identifying tensions in your body, through identifying moods, uh, things like that. You can access that with your body and work through the body to access to the unconscious. And that's, that's why like the, our body is magnificent. It will lead us to where we need to go. It will lead us to where there is a knot, like the energy is not circulating properly. There is a trauma. There is a belief that holds us in tension somewhere. That's magnificent. So if you are new to tapping, I'm going to explain the points. But if you want a visual, you can go to liveeft.com and you'll see a video of me tapping in silence and you can follow along and you can repeat that video. <clears throat> I think I'm going to put a longer one there because I looked at it the other day and it was pretty 
short. But once you've seen the video once, I think I have two rounds there, and there is also a picture, you will kind of memorize the points and it will make sense. So now, bring yourself to a state of mind, to a state of emotion that resonates with, and you may have to stop the podcast, the episode, and come back in a few minutes. Uh, Bring yourself into either where you feel stuck in your relationship with your um, teenager where you have no solutions and there is a fear. Or just, if you can, if you're like me and you're resonating a lot about, oh my God, what am I attracting? What am I doing on an unconscious level? I can't have clarity on that thought. What if I'm failing because I can't have clarity? Take a moment to connect with that. And now we're going to, it doesn't matter what hand you tap with. You don't need to tap strongly. You need to tap very lightly. I'm going to give you the points. You tap with two or three fingers and If there is a word that you don't resonate with, substitute it with the word that comes to you for your specific situation. We're going to do a few rounds of tapping. So we start with the side of the hand where the space between the basis of your last finger, your pinky, and your wrist. The piece of your hand there, the karate chop it's called, because that's what they use in karate to break through things. And that's a very great metaphor because we're going to break through things too. (laughs) So you tap with your other hands, the three or four fingers of your other hands, while we repeat what's called an anchoring statement three times, and then I'll guide you to the other points. I'm going to give you some space to repeat what I'm saying. Even though I have moments where my unconscious is attracting negative stuff, I love and accept myself and I'm willing to believe that can be changed. Even though I may have thoughts that attract negative stuff with my teen, in my relationship with them, and that makes me not as not as powerful as a parent. I love and accept myself completely anyway. Even though I have negative garbage in the back of my mind, in my unconscious mind, that's the reason of my anxiety or my fear that is so present. I love and accept myself completely anyway. Now you're going to tap on the top of the head, just if you had a line between your two ears, with two or three fingers, that fear in my body. Continue tapping. Now you bring two fingers 
at the beginning of your eyebrow on the bridge of your nose, that fear about those unconscious thoughts. Now go on the side of the eye on the bone with two fingers. That fear that those unconscious thoughts are attracting bad things for my kids and myself. Under the eye on the bone, in the middle, that fear in my body. Under the nose, above the mouth, that fear of those thoughts that create fear. Under the mouth, in the crease of the chin, what if I can never find those thoughts? Under the collarbone, about an inch under where it's soft, with one hand or, or, one hand or both hands. What if I can't identify those thoughts that create fear? Still on the collarbone. What if I can't go and vibrate higher? Now, under your arm at the bra line, with the other hand, what if I vibrate lower and I attract lower stuff? Back again on the top of the head, what if I attract bad stuff for my teen? Beginning of eyebrow, what if... I can't get out of fear and I'm unable to find solutions. Side of the eye. What if I can't shift all that? Under the eye. That's a scary thought. Where do you feel the, body, the fear in your body? Find the area. I'm going to use the stomach, but switch with where it falls in your body. All that fear in my stomach. Under the nose. All that fear in my stomach. Under the mouth. All that fear of fear in my stomach. Under the collarbone. This is ridiculous. Under the arm. Being afraid of having fear. Being afraid of vibrating lower. Top of the head. It doesn't serve anybody. Eyebrow. All that fear in my stomach, it's there so often. Side of the eye. All that fear in my stomach, it may be even here every time I think or look at my teen. Under the eye. All that fear in my stomach. Under the nose. What if I could let some go? Under the mouth. I could let some go because it doesn't help. 
collarbone. I can let some go because it's in my way. And it doesn't keep me safe or them. Under the arm. That fear is in my way and in the way of my kids' safety. Top of the head. That fear in my stomach. I thank it for letting me know what it needed to. And I now let it go. Eyebrow. It is safe to let go of that fear in my stomach. Side of the eye. It is safe to let go of that fear that doesn't help me. Under the eye. It is safe to let go of that fear and regain access to my whole brain. Under the nose. It is safe to let go of that fear and that's actually the key. Under the mouth. Because I let go of the fear, I'm getting closer to a solution. Under the collarbone. Because I let go of that fear, I open to the synchronicities that the universe has in store for me. Under the arm. I open to the universe's support. Top of the head. I let go of the fear and I open and commit to be co-parenting with the universe now. And now go directly to back to the side of the hand, the karate chop. Take a deep breath. And as you exhale, imagine the fear being gone from your body. And actually, I forgot a step, but that's okay. At the beginning, to kind of assess where you were, what discomfort level you were at regarding your problem, your thought, or that fear of that fear. And look at it now. And ideally, it decreases. It goes down. If it goes up, because sometimes for certain people, because they never actually focused on that fear, they become more aware of it because they focus on it, and it can go up. If that's the case, rewind and redo the tapping. Do not stay like that. Do not reinforce the secret, uh, the secret of that fear in your brain. What we do now, we neutralize them. It's like taking um, an eraser and erase them. And the more you do that, and sometimes it happens fast, sometimes it happens, takes time, takes time. The more you erase it and install something else instead, that's why we said the more you let go of the fear, the more you open to the universe to help you, the more you open to attracting better things. And you can even create a mantra for yourself to say throughout the day. As I let go of my fear, I open and I see the universe's help for me. 
As I hope, as I let go of my fear, I see the law of attraction um, at, at work for me in positive ways. That's actually the one I would pick. The more I let go of my fear, the more I see the law of attraction at work in a positive way for me. And we reinstalled a new, a new belief. So don't stay on the bad, like in the emotional state if it went up for you. Continue until you feel a relief. Because then you open the door, you open a crack to that new belief. And the more you'll practice that new belief, the more it's going to become permanent. The more it's like a path in the grass. The more you walk somewhere else, the more you create a new path. And the more the grass is growing back on the old path, pathway. That's exactly the same thing. So I hope it helps. And again, I'm inviting you to join our mailing list to join uh, the loop uh, about being in the loop, staying in the loop, about our seven days, five minute tapping challenge. And as always, I'm there for you on Facebook, in the group at Co-Parenting with the Universe. That's the group. You can come and put questions, comments, concerns, whatever you need help. If you want a, a topic for a radio, uh, upcoming podcast episode or on Instagram same thing co-parenting with the universe I'm there for you I'm sending you love being a mom is one of the hardest thing in the world but you're not alone and it doesn't have to be that brutal brutal go and vibrate high Mwah. if you like this podcast please rate and review us on iTunes and share it with other moms out there. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.